Welcome to the Questionably Qualified Podcast. Uh, we are here to do our previews of the NFL season, and I am, of course, joined by Mike Yax. Yax, how you doing, bud? Oh, we're back, baby. <laughs> it's feeling great. Just a short layoff. Nothing Nothing big happened in the meantime. Uh, maybe some weddings for both of us, <laughs> some babies, yeah, baby. pandemics. Pandemic. It's uh, been a four-year hiatus, but you know, it feels like just like yesterday. Yeah, I think it's a rare case where four years actually kind of makes sense for the hiatus that we took. I think we have enough stuff in those four years to make it count. Although I suppose in, in hindsight, pandemic probably would have been pretty good for podcasting during. I feel like everybody else really leaned into it and we just missed our opportunity, I guess. Yeah, yeah, went from went from not very early to incredibly late over the course of that, for sure. All right, so we're going to go ahead and start with the AFC South tonight. Uh, before we, we were starting, uh, I gave us the task that i thought would be easier than it ended up being of finding uh beers from the places that each team is from for the division i was able to find one for almost all the places in the afc south uh so i'm starting with the three floyds gumball head which is obviously delicious and uh is from indiana not quite indianapolis but indiana at least and yeah that's what i'm going with to start out so what what were you able to find well i Went beer shopping with a two-year-old, and that was a mistake. (laughs) So I got one beer from the state of Florida. (laughs) Okay, that's pretty good. It's called Florida Man. Oh, that's a great one. I think Cigar City. I might have, I might have picked the same one, and I, I think I just saw that it was called Florida Man, and I was like, okay, that's, that's a start, and maybe I figured I'd use it for NFC South, but here we are. Um, all right, so we're going to go ahead and go team by team, and we're going to start with the Tennessee Titans for the AFC South. Uh, the Tennessee Titans finished last year 7-10, and 10, somewhat of a disappointment after being in the playoffs a couple years prior. Uh, but I think it's kind of a disappointment that everyone saw coming to some extent, uh, where it was just a matter of how long can you ride with just Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry as your offense, um, especially when they let A.J. Brown go to the Eagles in the offseason. This year... The most tantalizing... Yeah, one of the most tantalizing front office collapses I've ever seen. When the Eagles, what do they do? Like put up a mil, like AJ Brown put up a, an amazing amount of yards on them and touchdowns, and then the, the GM got fired. Yes. <laughs> I mean, as good as it gets, honestly. Yeah, you rarely see that sort of cause and effect play out so cleanly. Um, and I think I think that's also the same trade that like they tried to say Mike Vrabel wasn't upset about, and they have the footage of him like. <laughs> <laughs> in the in the war room being pissed that they traded AJ Brown. Um yeah. so yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe that didn't work out so great to let go of the twenty two year old uh stud that you had there. This year their over under is at seven and a half. Uh so they're right right around where they finished last year. And in terms of losses, uh we have Nate Davis and Marcus Walker, as well as oh wait, I forgot who. Can't really count Julio Jones, right? <laughs> I literally forgot he was even on this team. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only reason I thought of it is that they added DeAndre Hopkins this season. Yeah. Which I don't know. What what do you think about that? He's he's got to have a little more left than Julio, than Julio, right? Yeah, for sure. He's probably better than Robert Woods. <laughs> yes. I just baited putting that as a key loss, but yeah, he what did he <laughs> catch like 45 balls like Yeah. I don't know. It's got to be better than Bobby Trees for sure for your number one. But um, but yeah, I mean, let's go ahead and and we'll go through the the numbers a little bit. Um, 
They were pretty much below average in every facet of the game last year. Uh, Derrick Henry, I know, also missed some time last year. And I think that really the only reason they were 7-10 and and in contention as long as they were is some of the game game management um, that, you know, Mike Vrabel does. I do think he's a pretty good head coach uh, with, like, that Chiefs game in mind uh, in particular where they somehow kept that game close uh, all the way down to the wire. Yeah, and... I mean, they they're experimenting with Malik Willis at some point. That's right. The season, and he couldn't throw the football accurately at all. So you know, they could have maybe not. They could have <laughs> maybe won eight or nine games. Like I don't know. I think they were kind of out of it. Yeah. Or was Tannehill hurt? I don't even remember. This whole entire division is a joke to me, and it's impossible to pay attention. Yeah, to that point, um, the Titans, despite all the things we've said so far, have division odds of just plus 320, so they're not exactly a wild long shot to win the division, um, which, like you said, I think speaks to the state of the rest of the AFC South. Coaching-wise, they have brought in a new offensive coordinator, and they have brought in a new quarterback, um, which, real quick, I guess that means the Malik Willis experiment is already over. Um, which is interesting. I I don't know that I saw anything super promising out of him last year, but also he only like played in two games, but, um, now, now they've got the kid from Kentucky, right? Yeah. Will Levis is, I think, you know, he's, I know this is a joke and a lot of people I don't think knew it was a joke, but he like says he drinks mayonnaise in his coffee, which (laughs) yes, this dude is so weird. Yep. Yeah, he's a weirdo. Um, and I don't yeah. know. I mean, I don't. I don't follow college football as closely as some of our friends do. But I, I didn't see anything interesting out of Kentucky this past season. I don't think. Yeah, uh, I don't know exactly. Like, yeah, he's one of those guys. I'm pretty sure. Where it's just like, oh, he look. He can throw it a ton. He can like. I don't think his completion percentage was especially high. I don't think he did really much at Kentucky. Besides, like, win a few games, they're usually, like, a laughing Terrible, and, right. Yeah, and they were not bad, so I, I, don't, I don't know, man. He won the, he, he was, like, what, a viral story in, during the, like, OTAs, where he, like, threw a ball over, like, like, ten, like not ten feet, like, five or six feet over an entire target, where he's, like, trying to throw it into, like, one of those little baskets. Yeah, yeah. Dude is gonna be bad. I think everyone knew it. That's why he fell out of the first, the whole entire first day of the draft. Yeah. That is so, it's so awkward to watch that. Like, uh, that's rough. Yeah, he was, there because there was some rumbling that he would be in, like, the top 10, right? And then he just never got his name called. That the, it, Yeah, they got to be a little yeah, more so, careful, I think. It's tough to watch that slip happen. <laughs> people were saying that the Colts were going to take him instead of Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Which, you can look at Richardson's numbers and say basically the same thing about him. Like, I don't think he completed 60% of his passes, but, you know, I think that was pretty much a shoot. I think everyone knew they were going to take Richardson over Lavis, but, yeah, that's, that's a real bummer when you watch that happen in real time. You're like, yikes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so if we were if we were trying to think of a way that this team ends up with eight or more wins, um, it probably starts with Derrick Henry, right? I mean, even if Tannehill is healthy all season and I guess starting, um, oh. let, let's say, you know, in some strange world, Will Levis isn't ready just yet. 
Um, <laughs> Yo, you don't say. <laughs> uh, then you still have Tannehill and Henry. Uh, what you get, you get a big year out of Hopkins. Like, let's say that Hopkins doesn't doesn't really miss a beat from from the last time that he was playing full time, and I think you just hope for wizardry from from Vrabel in the defense at that point. Yeah, I think they have to just recreate kind of what they did two years ago where, yeah, you know, I, I think they did a lot of play action. Henry, you know, kind of did the thing where he carries the ball. I don't know what the magic number is. Isn't it you that likes to bring that up? 370. Running, if they, yeah, and he was pretty much over that and yep. broke down the following season. So they're going to have to get him up over that number again. And I think – Another problem they have is two years ago they had you know some pretty good tackle play. I think uh, yes. Taylor Lewan is basically dead. It does seem to be. Um, so I mean, unless they can get some better play out of their offensive line, I, I don't see it happening. But I mean, yeah, if Derrick Henry bounces back and you get some guys to you know perform well, yeah, you, you go back to that same you know formula they had when they were. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting going through the Derrick Henry stats because yeah, you're absolutely right. He, he he went over 370 attempts in in 2020, um, and then immediately the next season only played eight of the uh, the 17 games. Uh, so the curse the curse lives on. Um, and last season, uh, I actually mixed up the years. He he was injured the season prior to that. Last season he played in all 16 games and he ended up with over 370 touches again. Uh, so I would say that doesn't bode well for what's gonna oh, happen yeah, but that I is it up then i mixed that up because yeah he touched the ball that much and they were that bad then yeah uh, it's tricky i don't think there's a lot they're gonna be able to do yeah if you go if you go year by year right you have there are a couple of interesting trends about henry i think you know which is speaks to the larger running back market um you know he comes into the year in 20 it comes into the league in 2016 2017, he kind of has his volume starts increasing. 2018, he has 215 carries, 4.9 yards per attempt. Then he has his two big, big years where he averages 5.1 and 5.4 yards per attempt um, with double digit touchdowns in each. And then he gets injured in 2021 and is only averaging 4.3 yards per attempt. And last season only averages 4.4 yards per attempt. You know, on that sort of volume, 4.4 4.4 still isn't bad, but it is a far cry from when, you know, he was sort of looking to break a 90 yarder, it seemed in every other game. Um, yeah. So I think, I think that's the, that's the case we have. Henry doesn't suffer any sort of, any sort of fallback like that. Hopkins picks up right where he left off. Um, you know, maybe even before he was suspended last year. Uh, and Tannehill is good enough that the offense can, can win the exact sort of games that they did before. Uh, I don't see the playoff ceiling being particularly high, just like I never saw it being particularly high before that. But as far as a seven and a half over under goes, I'm honestly a little tempted to go with the over. Um, what's your What's your gut move there? Uh, I need to look and see, you know, the, who they're playing. Yeah, and a big part of that in my head is you get yeah, six good. games against the rest of the AFC yeah. South. Yep, for sure. So, I mean, that, that's helping you out. Yeah. Especially when it's either Houston and the Colts. The Texans and the Colts, I can't imagine, are good. I mean, yeah. It, it feels like the Jags' division to lose. Agreed. Which, yeah, again, seems 
wild you know how much has changed <laughs> since since the beginning of of the prior season right back when urban meyer was uh first putting his mark on the jags oh one of my favorite coaches so it looks like they have the afc south or the afc north which is going to be a tall task um and then the nfc south so i mean one bad draw, one good draw. Um, yeah. In terms of teams. Yeah, and I would say that their their extra games aren't kind of similar. So kind of a mixed bag. You get the Seahawks in there, the Dolphins in there with, you know, who knows who knows if it's going to be Tua by week 14. That's kind of a hard one <laughs> yeah. to imagine. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. I think I think I'm going to give it a slight lean on the over um just because I I love a team with a lot of veterans and a pretty soft schedule. Yeah. Um, you know, you play you play two rookie quarterbacks in the division, um, twice twice each. Uh, so that's pretty nice. Is it only two? Is it three? Am I, am I forgetting that the other one is also a rookie? No, you got Lawrence. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Two rookie two rookie quarterbacks within the division. You get four games against rookie QBs. Um, and yeah, I think I think Rabel's a good coach. So I think maybe you squeak out a couple extra ones. So I would give it a slight over, but I definitely don't have enough of a gambling problem to be betting on the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> oh, you don't say. I like that. I like I like over. I think eight is right, and they might be able to sneak nine. Yeah. Yeah. Especially I now that we're in that 17-game season. Them winning six games is catastrophic to me. <laughs> like, some, like, well, I guess what happens is you see a lot of Will Levis. Right. right. Or Malik Willis. Like, if that, if and like maybe I don't know maybe Ryan Tan maybe they are just I, I can't see them doing that though but if Tannehill goes down then it's like good luck because this is gonna be a long long season. yeah yeah you're right it's kind of tricky because they would need Levis or Willis to look good enough to take the job from Tannehill but not so good that they win games with those two in order to get that like sort of under zone right and that's yeah. so that's a kind of a weird needle to try to thread there i mean that's i all right I'm that's that, that's probably enough titans talk we can probably uh we can probably move <laughs> move on love, the, love the titans <laughs> this um, let's let's show. save the best for last so we'll skip over we'll skip over the jags for now we'll circle back to them because that's like the only team to really get excited about i feel like in this division uh in terms of like this season oh you're not excited for the colts Ah, so I am not. Let's go. Let's go right to the Colts. Uh, the most exciting <laughs> thing to me about the Colts is that they signed Gardner Minshew, who I still love a lot and wish the Bears would sign, just because. Uh, even be- before they had Fields, before Fields looked like he could at least have some potential this past season, that mustache would really play in Chicago. I think. I think so too. You're going back to the '85 Bears days. Yeah, yeah. You got a folk yeah. hero there at quarterback at that point. I think so. Yeah. But unfortunately, he's with the Colts. Um, so we had the Colts last season went four twelve and one in what was truly just a train wreck of a season. Uh, I think most people expected them to win the AFC South last year with the addition of Matt Ryan. His arm was truly in wet noodle mode by the time he showed up, and probably what? was the year before. <laughs> this, this this campaign, I was clowning the Titans. This is a truly like. Just the craziest thing. It's just typical, just vintage Jim Irsay. Just 
he, being a complete psychopath. He's got his prints all over that organization, I would say. When he put Jeff Saturday in as like their interim head coach, <laughs> I about died. I died. I died. I laughed. Oh man! And then didn't they beat the Raiders right after? They that? did. They sure did. I actually lost. Uh, I mean, in my in my gambling terms, considerable <laughs> amount of money. It's not not really very much, but uh, but on that one because I thought uh, you just hired a head coach out of the booth at ESPN. That's um, exactly what he did. And uh, and it turns out that Josh McDaniels can always be more embarrassing. So that's true, and that's what you didn't bank on. Yep, yep. I was blinded. I was blinded. And then didn't wasn't the next game where they gave up the worst comeback in NFL history of thirty four points? I correct think? to the Vikings to Kirk Cousins. Yep, yep. Yeah. Captain Kirk. That is correct. Um, what yeah. A so year. what a year! I. <laughs> Man, it's I it's a that. it's like a mad libs of a year really um yeah <laughs> I, I, the jeff saturday thing is still wild um i'm a little sad that they actually didn't hire him full time i was just hoping that, that would be the case um I was, rooting, I was rooting for that as well yeah but instead they hired shane steichen who i believe is the oc for the philadelphia eagles which means that between the colts and the cardinals the colts got the good coordinator off of the uh, defending NFC champs there. Yeah, we got, you say he was the defensive? He was the offensive coordinator, Steichen was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Their offense was fine. I, I never know. I never know. I thought Dan Campbell was a psychopath that couldn't do anything. I'm going That's to fair. the Lions always. Yeah. Never like been a coordinator in the league, and he seems to be fine. So Yeah, somehow knows. that seems to work. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, we, we don't actually know, right? <laughs> Yeah, but I, I don't know. Yeah, you'd think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Quick rundown. Last season, the Colts had the league's worst total DVOA. Uh, DVOA, for those who haven't um, you know, been keeping up with football outsiders, is defense-adjusted value over average. Essentially, it just does the best job it can of estimating a team's success per play um, based on the context. So the key one that they always talk about is a three-yard gain on fourth and five isn't worth nearly as much as a three-yard gain on fourth and one. Um, and they weight those plays, and then they also weight them based on the opponents you go against. So the Colts were dead last last season in total DVOA, led by their dead last ranked offense. Um, that's what happens, I suppose. You know, Matt Ryan was, was too close to retirement. They brought in uh, Sam Ellinger, I want to say. Yeah, he was definitely part of it. Yep, who I remember watching at UT as they had yet another disappointing season uh, here in Austin um, before somehow getting drafted and then becoming a starter in his first season. Um, They were 14th on defense, which is kind of surprising, but 16th on special teams. And uh, yeah, so, or sorry, 26th on special teams. So pretty much, pretty much bad across the board. I mean, then just because we're looking at the Texans, you look at their offensive DVOA, they're almost a one quarter worse than the next worst team almost like and that's the texans which i thought was the silliest offense i could have watched i thought can it get worse than davis mills and the thing is i guess so even if you have jonathan (laughs) taylor on your team which makes absolutely no sense yeah seems like you should be able to do something in that case i love i love i love like People being like, oh, yeah, Frank Reich is really going to turn this around. I'm like, dude, I don't know. May- like, 
wherever he went, Carolina. But it's like, I, I don't know if you, you couldn't figure it out with Jonathan Taylor at some point. Your offense is that bad. But. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty bad That's a pretty bad start. I, I like Reich, and we'll get to Carolina eventually. Um, yeah. But I think it's pretty clear that there was something very, very wrong in yeah. Indianapolis yeah. last year. Yeah, because Ursay benched Matt Ryan, and I think it was over. Yep. Like, that yep. is what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Like. I, I guess I'm not afraid of Jim Irsay suing us for slander, but that's what happened. Yep. Oh, yep. amazing. He's a crazy person. Then he made that. So <laughs> they drafted Anthony Richardson. What do you think his completion percentage at Florida was last year? I'm going to guess 52. It is 52. 52%. Nice. In today's NFL. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they're they're really banking on a Josh Allen story, right? Exactly. And how many other stories that aren't Josh Allen has that worked out for? Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And I I did think well, as soon as the the Josh Allen thing really started turning around, I had the thought, and and you know I've heard other other uh, podcasts that I listen to talk about it, that this is going to incentivize a lot of people to take that sort of swing after. <laughs> You know, it's not like that. No one had the idea to draft the really big toolsy guy before. It's just that there was a long track record of it never working out, and you can't teach accuracy. And uh, we'll see what happens this time. Apparently, a boy can. Yeah, Day ball. <laughs> he's he's the best bet for it. I mean, DJ. I mean, <laughs> you look. I mean, what? Yeah, he wasn't that bad last year. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's true. Yep. Yep. Um. So yeah, I think so. Their their over under is set at six and a half. My inclination is to go under on that uh, because they were kind of a dumpster fire last year. They won four games last year, and I think you know you got a new, entirely new coaching staff. You're starting a rookie quarterback. I'm almost positive that Richardson's going to be the week one starter. I think they already named him the starter. Okay, yeah, which is amazing. As good as it gets. Yeah, yeah. Starting starting a very raw <laughs> quarterback in week one. Perfect. Especially when you have such a storied offensive coordinator, a known quarterback whisperer in Jim Bob Cooter. JBC. <laughs> you know, he was quarterback coach for Peyton Manning. I think also Drew Brees, maybe. That, that could be correct. Uh, and then. Like, like 10 or 15 years into their career. Was. This was. Guy. Was he the one who uh, who first had Stafford start throwing short passes in Detroit? Uh, I bet that was his boss, uh, my favorite, uh, former Los Angeles Chargers coordinator, Mike Lombardi. Or is it uh, Joe? No, Joe, Joe, Lombardi. Joe Lombardi. It's Joe, Joe Lombardi. Lombardi. You're right. Yep, yeah. that's correct. That's correct. And now he's got another job, too. Wow. I know. It's, it's uh, a league full of Nepo babies. There's no doubt about that. He'll turn out to be his grandfather one day. <laughs> Watch out for Joe Lombardi. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I'm going under on that one. Any thoughts on? I mean, I, I don't feel strongly about it just because six point five is a low number. Um, but I I think I feel I feel stronger about that one than I do the Titans over at least. Yeah, I like under two here. Okay. I, I just think Anthony Richardson's going to be so bad and. I mean, I know they signed Matt Gay to a like multi-year deal, and that was like, like they needed to really lock down their kicker. They couldn't gain. They they had the thirty-second worst offense 
and Jonathan Taylor's their running back, but you know, I don't know how many offensive linemen they've signed. So just, gotta sh- gotta shore up that kicker spot. You gotta go kicker. You gotta go kicker for multi years, <laughs> over ten million dollars. I think that's right. <laughs> Yeah, that's a yeah. I can't remember the one I was thinking of, but there was a long time ago. Uh, every I think it was the Cowboys signed a kicker at one point to one of those long, like long extension deals, and it there there've got to be what three kickers maybe who are worth anything extra over the course of a season, like Justin Tucker, obviously. But for the most part, like how much extra value can you squeeze out of a kicker? I just know if you're if you're playing the carousel as you as you know, it things turn out bad often. Yes. <laughs> but, yes. But how much more do you want to pay over to ensure you're not on the carousel? Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. Probably, I it's probably not my first concern. Yeah, exactly. That's this bad. Exactly. Yeah, and and kind of to your point with the uh, um, you know, saying that you think Richardson's not not going to be good. I think the other thing is even if even if they pull out a Josh Allen story, Josh Allen was pretty bad in his first year with the Bills. First it takes it takes some time years. to redo all that all that stuff. Yeah, and, and I'm sure they're gonna try. You know, you got the kid coming over from Philly, and they're gonna do a lot of designed runs, the kind of stuff they did for her. Yep, uh, yep. But you probably don't the have the best offensive line in the league to yeah. go along with AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. You have. Yeah. Uh, last year's twenty uh, eighth best offensive line in terms of sack rate allowed. Um, Good. and Michael. That's why we're Pittman. not gonna sit in the pocket, John. We're just gonna, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. Pittman. A little different. Uh, okay. Enough Colts talk. I feel. Um, let's go ahead and move on to a much more exciting team, the Houston Texans, who this division is such a joke. <laughs> narrowly edged out. My Bears last season to get the number two pick instead of the number one pick. By you, if you can, if you can find Lovey's home address, you should mail him something. I should. I should mail him something nice, both for that and for like leading the last sort of competent reign of any Bears coach. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. He deserves something. He deserves something nice. <laughs> maybe Don't I'll get him. That? No, I was gonna say maybe I'll get him some sort of uh, some sort of beard, you know, beard maintenance uh, kit, you know, just to just to help keep that thing looking sharp. He's got one of the most glorious ones I've seen. It's Did a good one. Yeah, we should. Yeah, it stinks because you think your you think your team deserves more than Lovey Smith, man. <laughs> turns out. Turns out. No. <laughs> yeah, that that makes good. me think. Like he's he's got to be above whatever the Mendoza line of NFL coaches is, but but that's the same sort of principle, right? Like Lovey is never going to carry you to the heights in, in the modern NFL. Like, right, when he did yeah. it with the Bears, he had an all-time yeah. set of players on defense, uh, and it was a league that hadn't and quite figured teams. out passing yet. <laughs> I mean, they, some teams had, but yeah. you, didn't need, you didn't necessarily need to. Yeah, and now now things are a little different. Um, so, yeah, so they finished last season 3-13-1 and uh, with, I believe, an opening week tie against those very same Colts. And... Behind the Colts in both total DVOA and offensive DVOA, so so thirty first in both of those categories, uh, they were propped up by their second rank special teams, and they've got a, pretty much an entire overhaul going into this season. So they got a new head coach in D'Amico Ryan's coming over from San Francisco. They've got a new offensive coordinator in Bobby Slowick, a new defensive coordinator in Matt Burke, and 
presumably they'll be starting their rookie C.J. Stroud at quarterback instead of Davis Mills, who had a really utterly mem- uh, like unmemorable run. I feel like for a for a young quarterback where he wasn't he wasn't quite bad enough to laugh at and really get satisfaction out of that, but he also wasn't any good. Oh, that's true. It was a pretty hapless organization last year and forever. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Davis Mills. I feel like he fits right in with like Brock Osweiler, just a bunch of nameless, faceless weirdos. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like um, ownership and and general management doesn't set a good example at the top, and it just doesn't seem to work out through the rest of the organization either. Who is the crazy guy from the Patriots that's like in charge of this? That would be Jack Easterby. He is no longer oh, in charge, but it was Jack oh, Easterby. lost Easterby. The former team chaplain of the, uh, say, the champion New England chaplain. Patriots. Yep. <laughs> and this is the guy that made some most of their football operations? Correct. What, two or three seasons? Yeah, essentially made like a, a hostile takeover of the, uh, the management of the team there, yeah. Like, I was so upset about how long Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn devastated my Detroit Lions. Imagine mm-hmm. instead of the defensive coordinator and some also ran lackey in the front office, their fucking team chaplain came and yep. threw your fledgling organization into the ground. If you're a Houston Texans fan, I have one question for you. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Just why? Because J.J. Watt used to be on the team? Because your first draft pick was David Duke Carr? <laughs> this is the stupidest organization. Flush it down the toilet. Move it to Mexico City. I, I hate this team. Have they ever had a good... They've had, what, like two... I can think of three players that I'm like, oh, these guys are pretty good. Arian Foster, um, Andre Johnson, J.J. Yep. Watt. Is there? Am I missing anybody? I mean, Ugh. I guess D'Amico. D'Amico is cool. He's coming back. Yeah, it's a big story. And of but course, I... if you if you count if you count Hopkins, uh, but then of course they traded him for a running back <laughs> who couldn't play anymore. Yeah. Okay, that's also true. But if you send him out of town, do you really get to count right. him? Right. Yeah, I don't think and... you do. I don't think you yeah, do. Yeah, that's true. He he does feel new rules. It's true. Yeah, it's been pretty ugly. Um, also, the home of Kyle Shanahan there briefly, um, you, which you might remember just because Matt Schaub looked like a competent NFL quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's another guy. Another another guy that belongs in the Davis Mills Hall of Fame. Yep. Yeah, it's important to, to remember that the year, I think it was 2012. At some point, I'll check the year again. Uh, but the year that they came close and they only lost in the postseason because uh, they had, I think they were down to their third string QB. But they, they were walking that fine line because Matt Schaub got injured. Yeah, I forget all the hilarious guys they had. At one point, I knew. But... Yep, yep. Pretty amazing. Um, yeah, I think that's probably uh, enough talk about the Texans. Let's go ahead and do the over-under. They had the same over-under at 6.5 as the Colts. I, I I don't know why I'd think they'd be better or worse than the Colts. They they feel like the Colts. I don't know. Um, I mean, I think C.J. Stroud, who they drafted, is... Um gonna be better than anthony richardson yeah certainly at least more nfl ready if nothing else right uh for sure um the aforementioned robert woods 
Bobby Trees. Uh, left, you know, the fledgling Titans for another team in the AFC South. Bobby, man, you got to get on a different, in a different division. This yeah, would you think thing, right? if you were a GM in the AFC South and you played those teams twice a year, you would avoid <laughs> signing some of their players? <laughs> I think I would exclusively look outside of the division. Yeah, like, we got to bring some more talent in this division, guys. Like I saw Robert Woods two times last year, and they're like, no, nah, he caught zero <laughs> balls, but those those routes were tight, baby. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Maybe, I love it. Maybe they're just like, yeah, no one knows. No one can throw the ball, can protect the quarterback <laughs> or get the ball to the receiver. So maybe, yeah. maybe he's a lot better than he looks. <laughs> he's a competent number two wide receiver. Who's our number one? I don't know. <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. We, um, we don't, they don't have any draft picks for the next like six years. Cause yeah. They traded up to get Will Anderson. Yeah, so. which is, you know. I think it's just a very, it was a very short-sighted move. And granted, it does build some excitement, but yeah, man, giving up future draft capital of that magnitude to draft uh, a, an edge rusher who, I don't know. From I think, Alabama. I think <laughs> uniformly people think he'll be good, but I don't know that anyone's yeah. like, oh my God, this guy is a generational D-end or anything like that. I think that the most exciting thing they will do all season was that trade. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. We had we had two top three picks in this draft, and I think that they knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe they needed it, right? Give give the fans something to, to cheer for, hopefully. Yeah, but it's like you look at this team, and you look at the Colts, and like, who do I want to be? I think I kind of want to be this team. I like D'Amico Ryan's more than I like whatever you know. Shane Steichen, yeah. Nick Sirianni's lackey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I like CJ better than Richardson. Agreed. I don't know. This, this is a team that I think, and I, you know, you, you finally are under out from under the thumb of the chaplain, but the Colts will never get out of under the thumb of Ursay. That's true. That's know? true. Ursay still reigns. So, uh, so yeah. So for six and a half, I think I'm going to go under again, which is risky to have two teams in the same division that go under six and a half, but at the same time, both teams managed to do it last year with a four twelve and one and a three thirteen and one. So yeah. I'm this. I think that I'm cool going under as well. I think this team maybe this year might be worse, but I think the next two years will not be than the Colts. That are, that is. Yeah. Um. This is the worst division in football. It's right? it's really bad. It is so bad, and I know that like these projections don't always. This this division is gar like just garbage. Yeah. Yeah. So that's three teams. The three teams we've covered are all at seven and a half or less for over under. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty that's pretty bleak. All right, let's all right. go ahead and move on to the fourth one. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, who, with just one one year removed from from Urban Meyer's reign, managed to make the playoffs and win a playoff game. Duval County, here we come. <laughs> our, our guy. I will. I will always be happy to clown urban meyer for uh for pretty much everything he does but this just makes it even sweeter um watching it go this poorly yeah. i mean we haven't potted in a few years and i just am so sad we can't do an urban meyer deep dive when you like lost that game in cincinnati and had a mental breakdown and like yep grinded some girl in his own bar <laughs> like when his team was on a plane 
back from a loss to Jacksonville. Like, what a complete turd. Yeah, and, what what do you do if you're a player on that team and you're like, oh, coach, <laughs> coach, stay back. He wanted to go to his, yeah. his bar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. I call my agent. I'm like, yeah, get me the fuck yeah, out of here. What the hell? <laughs> I call Shad. I'm calling Shad. I'm on the phone with Shad Khan. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Get me out of here. Like, get this clown out of here. I love how, like, like, how did... Oh, I'm sorry, because this is not last year. This is two years ago. The story about how, like, Shad Khan hired Urban Meyer was just, like, he met him. And he's like, dude, you got to help me pick a coach. And then he ended up being like, I'm going to pick you. Yep. And it's like, so uh, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall for that. Yes. Yeah, it's uh it's always important to uh reinforce the idea that just because someone is successful uh does not mean they have earned it in any way shape or form because uh yeah, a lot of dumb people making decisions at that level. Yeah. Uh I really wish I want to get a time machine so we could pot about that season. That would be a lot of fun. I just remember the only thing I remember heading into the season was that I think it was the athletic football show was doing their like their camp their camp visits and just the vibes from like talking to the 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 beat writers at camp were so weird that it was like something's really off going on <laughs> going on that can't be a good sign but yeah okay so so fast forwarding a year Doug Peterson comes in they turn things year. around yep they go nine and eight. They're uh, above average on offense. Um, Trevor Lawrence starting to show glimpses of what people kind of thought he was going to be before he fell into the Urban Meyer zone. And they make it to the playoffs. The Urban Meyer twilight zone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they make it to the playoffs. They beat the Chargers. Um, yeah, the in Chargers a gonna charge, baby. Wild comeback. And yeah, Chargers I don't know. I don't know. Charge. Do we give Do we give the Jaguars credit for that, or do we no, just assume definitely. that the Chargers would have lost that not. way to everybody? Definitely not. What were they up twenty four to nothing? I think so. <laughs> the Chargers gonna charge, dude. Yeah, it could have been any opponent, right? The Chargers would have figured I, out a way I to. I totally agree. They're just gonna charge. Oh, how funny! Yeah, but still, you love the. I love you know. I love you. Gotta love the Jags. Love Doug Peterson getting another chance. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I loved him in Philly. It's good to see him. Him getting the 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 shot again. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Trevor Lawrence. I always thought that he was going to be good. Um, and so mostly I was like, at least he's not as bad as he seemed in that first year. So that's, that means that I wasn't that far off on him. Um, and we'll see if he takes like another step forward this season. Uh, but more, you know, more importantly in terms of, of old fantasy football storylines, uh, they'll be, they'll be adding Calvin Ridley here this, this season. Oh, oh yeah, baby. He sat on my, he sat in my suspended zone for a whole year so i'm 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 licking my chops for that one yep i think it could be pretty huge uh you know again i don't i don't trust any of the pre pre pre-season stuff that people post because no one ever says like hey this guy kind of looks like shit (laughs) but i do think that that ridley uh there's no reason to think that he couldn't recapture his pre uh well first he took like a sabbatical right and then he got suspended because he is gambling during his sabbatical sort of situation. Oh I for yeah I don't know if they were related I just figured it was all the same thing but yeah he definitely got suspended for a whole season. Yeah sorry I was just reading your notes 
about their, their additions. About the tackle they're drafted. Yes, yes, that's correct. So, so, yeah. so yeah, they added Calvin Ridley. Um, they lost their right tackle, which is a little bit risky. Their sack rate wasn't bad last year, but a lot of that is is that Lawrence showed some good footwork. Um, their offensive line was solid, um, despite not having spectacular names. Taylor was pretty highly ranked, um, but they drafted a replacement from Oklahoma, and you have some questions. <laughs> I don't know if I have questions. I just don't know if he loves football because he opted out of the cheese it Bowl. So, <laughs> I mean, do we know about his love for the game? I don't I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know how much he loves <laughs> snacks either. I don't think I could ever pass on a cheese it bowl. How many free cheeses do they give out at that game? Probably a lot. I would hope so. I don't know, man. I have questions about this cat. I think that's fair. That's pretty reasonable, you know. That's uh, that, that's not a, not a good look exactly. Um, although who knows with Oklahoma stuff that that they're they're kind of a weird a weird program anyway. So last season they went nine and eight. This season their over under is set at nine and a half. Their division odds are minus 160, which, after listening to our preview of the other three teams, I think seems pretty fair. Where do you fall on the over-under for them of nine and a half? Um, we got the NFC South in here, which I think is also a dumpster. I love it. I love it. I think they could sweep the division. That's six wins right there. Like, can they get four more wins? I mean, I don't, I don't see why not. AFC North is that's a tough division, but and I haven't looked. You know they're gonna, you know, get whoever else. But. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm I'm gonna go over on that one. Um, to your point, you know, if they if they do four and two or worse in the division, I think that's a disappointment for them because oh, yeah. you're coming in with the best head coach and QB combo in the division, right? Like I, I'll take Peterson and Lawrence over any, any coach coach QB combo on the other teams. And you had a reasonably successful season last year. So I, I just, the idea that they would do worse than that within the division is, is pretty far fetched to me. And then outside of the division, you pick up a few extra and, and there you are. Yeah. I think they have three units that, I mean, you know, I don't. Know. Their wide receiver core is the best in the division, I think. With yeah, Ridley, agreed. Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, like I don't. Nobody, I think, compares in this division to that unit. Yeah, can they figure it out more on defense? I think is going to be the question. Right, and, right. Yeah. Even even uh, Etienne showed some flashes last year, right? He started he started coming on strong towards the end of the season. So that's another offensive weapon they have to use. Yeah, it's, was it last year? Or the year before that, they just crit. Got rid of James Robinson. That was crazy. Yeah, it was. It was pretty. It was pretty shocking. I think it was last year. All right, let me write that in. That we have. We oh, both yeah, have an over on depth. them, which makes oh, me yeah. nervous. We. I think we're in lockstep, but this is it's, it's it's the division. I think when when you take put us anywhere else, and there's yeah. stuff to talk about. This division sucks, and people, I think people that make these odds are just like, come on, like, there's. They can't be this bad, right? But it's like I, we're, I'm a lifetime fan of the Detroit Lions, and when someone's like, teams don't win less than five games, I'm like, you clearly don't watch the NFL because some teams they don't win five games, some teams they win two games, some teams they win zero games. I've seen it, I've seen it happen. But and I think that. So, but if you look at, yeah, you look at the DVOA for the whole entire NFL, the two worst 
teams, I think by kind of a lot of big marksmen, are in this division. And how much better are they going to be? I think there is a, a narrative you could spin, and you can kind of see how maybe the Texans are better than we're going to say. Because I think they put some pieces in place. I don't think it's likely. There, in my opinion, is almost no way that the Colts are better unless they can figure out how to do what the Bears did and also win. Because that offense, if it's going to be successful, it's going to look a lot like that Bears offense did where Anthony Richardson has to rush like Fields did. But the Bears won three fucking games. So what, what is the success case for the Colts? There is not one, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And so, yeah, to your point, um, on the offensive side of the ball, um, because Indy and Houston were were last and second to last, both offensive and total DVOA. Um, on the offensive side of the ball alone, they're they're number thirty two and number thirty one. Houston's number thirty one. The gap between Houston at number thirty one and Arizona at number thirty is the same as the gap between Arizona at thirty and Minnesota at twenty. So that's that's how much yeah. worse Houston and Indy yeah. were than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's like you're getting a whole standard deviation away from normal. Offense. Yeah, yeah. It's... And the Colts lot, like I don't see, I didn't see who they used to try to replace. Like I don't know how many games Yannick Ngakwe played, but like that's probably a plus player. Bobby Okereke, like I don't see you just replacing him at linebacker. So I don't, I don't know. They had a middle of the road defense. And I guess to to my to fight myself, the Bears had just the worst defense you could maybe ever have. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean we were selling selling it for parts, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. So I'm glad to get this train wreck of a division out of the way. This oh, they agreed, agreed. And uh, yeah, go Jags. You know, we'll uh, we can all be pretend to be Jags fans for a while, and uh, eventually I'll find a beer from Jacksonville. Portal, <laughs> just like the old days. <laughs> yeah, but I my Bortle fandom gets it. It got such a, a it, it got such a boon with uh, the good place. So that's true. Have. That's very true. <laughs> Bortles, <laughs> <laughs> very good. Um, all right, yeah, I'm agree. I agree with you. I'm glad to have the AFC South out of the way. Uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up, and we can move on to the next division. Sounds good.